Good Friday is about vulnerability. It's about physical vulnerability. And I have to say that um, I myself and probably many in this room are the stage of our life where we're experiencing physical vulnerability very differently than we have for most of our lives. Things that we took for granted. Assembling in a church. Assembling anywhere. And suddenly stories that might have seemed to happen to other folks, I'm realizing, are my stories. And suddenly physical vulnerability is very real. And I also realize in that very same moment that probably less than 20% of people who have ever been on this planet had the privilege of living without some sense of regular physical vulnerability. It was not a privilege of Jesus. It was not a privilege of Jesus' followers who lived every day with physical vulnerability. We hear it throughout the Gospels. We hear it throughout the letters written after Jesus has died, regularly realizing that they are regularly in a place of physical threat. Beating, violence, death, it's very real for them. And I'm beginning to realize that these new feelings of physical vulnerability have some real gifts in them. Gifts of realizing that this story of Jesus isn't just something conceptual. It isn't kind of a philosophical conversation. What do we think happened on the cross? The rest of the year, we as Episcopalians particularly love to hold up incarnation, that it is only in human flesh that God truly is found and chooses to be present. And so now we have the gift of not excluding physical violence as part of where we encounter God. Physical violence isn't somehow a place where God is absent. Physical violence is actually somewhere where God's flesh resides. And so I can no longer compartmentalize my life into things like what's spiritual and what's physical or what I will offer to God and what I won't offer to God. These feelings also are a real gift because then with the 80% of the world who has not had that privilege, I'm suddenly a companion. I'm suddenly realizing my sisterhood, brotherhood with all other people in a way that perhaps I could drive home at night and pretend wasn't existing. That's a gift, because it keeps breaking down any of those last vestiges of places of us, them, who experiences what. Well, maybe they deserved it. No, now we have some companionship. When we hear Paul talk about powers and principalities, we realize those aren't just philosophical principles. Powers are real, and powers are violent. And powers, like in today's story, will do incredibly desperate things to continue to keep their power. 
particularly at the expense of others. It's not a unique story. It's not a new story. Human fear has, from day one, had the propensity and the capacity to experience fear, to point at what we think is the source of our fear, and to remove it. Sometimes we do it with our tongues. Sometimes we do it with our physical violence. We fear it. Let's point at it. Let's remove it. And then our lives will be safe, won't they? And Jesus is choosing a different path. Instead of giving up, instead of living from his fear and trying to somehow either point at things or remove those things, he instead chooses to walk into the powers. Instead of building some kind of fortress or running from the powers, he instead offers to God to us to the powers, literally his self, his soul, and his body. Jesus recognizes that fear is not overcome with more fear. That fear is only overcome with relationship. In flesh relationship, not conceptual relationship but in flesh, relationship. And so he, rather than run or try to quash the powers, chooses to be in relationship even with the powers that want to destroy him physically. And that's what Good Friday puts before us. We have the opportunity to feel our fears physically, viscerally, really, We have the opportunity to be in companionship with all who live daily with the threat of physical fears. And we can either build defenses and try to remove others, or like Jesus, we can walk into the fears, we can walk into the powers, and choose relationship, and in doing so, expand compassion. That's the difference between the two powers, the two kingdoms that are on display today. There's the kingdom of Rome, which has its famous Pax Romana, which is, we'll just engender a whole lot of doggone fear so no one will think of doing anything. And when you think of doing anything, we will just destroy you. That's the power of Rome. Or we have the power of Jesus using his power the Pax Christi, to be in relationship, to deepen relationship, to find compassion. Two kingdoms and two powers on display today, Rome and Jesus. And our question is, in which kingdom do we wish to live?